When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't want to recommend, I can give you the sun, the moon, the stars. And then they're like, oh yeah, I only have a couple hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh, we actually can't do any of that. You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Welcome to the first episode of season five. You guys, I'm so excited to be back on the mic, and I hope you guys are excited as well. Wanted to let you know one little announcement before we get into the content today, and that is that I am recording today's episode on video as well. So if you are watching and you got to run out the door, take your kids to somewhere, a play date or something, or go work out or whatever, you can listen. Instead, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and a few others linked down below in the description box. So we'll see how this goes this season. So for all you YouTube viewers, this will hopefully, hopefully, if I can do this right, mean that there will at least be two pieces of content each week because I'm planning to do the podcast in addition to my regular content. So nothing should be lost. You know, I, I typically upload at least once a week, a week in my business vlog or a tip or a tutorial or something like that. So you should get at least two pieces of content. So be sure to subscribe and turn the bell notification on if you'd like to be notified when I post new videos and new podcasts. All right. Uh, want to read an Apple podcast review before we hop into the episode as well, because it's been a while I've been on break. So thank you so much to Elena. She says, I found Latasha on YouTube originally, and then I found out about this podcast and that was my best day ever. Haha. <laughs> I used to be bored from podcasts and never found anything I can actually relate to or found, find useful and implementable, but she's been very helpful and inspiring through this platform and inspired me to open my own marketing agency that I run through at that girl from LA. Thank you so much, Elena. She has an awesome Instagram account. She posts a lot of like social media tips and it's just beautifully curated and designed. So definitely you guys go check her out if you're looking for some content like that. And with that said, let's hop in. All right, so I asked in my Facebook group over the break, what are you all struggling with? What can I help? you with? What value can I provide you for season five of the podcast and just in, you know, with my brand moving forward? And I got a lot of people saying client acquisition and just finding clients in general. So I did post a video on that recently, and I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more content on that in this season of the podcast. But the other big thing was pricing. How do I know what to charge? How do I charge what I'm worth? I don't even know where to start. How do I you know, deal with negotiation and all of that stuff. So that's what we're going to cover today. I'm going to talk a little bit about pricing. I'm going to talk a lot about pricing actually, and um, kind of what my strategies and what my thought processes are for pricing and sort of my evolution as well. Cause I've sort of changed how I've priced over the years. I've been freelancing for like seven or eight years now. So first thing I want you to think about when you think about pricing, 
first thing I need you to think about, how much money do I need? Need. It's really important to make that distinction because I mean, I would like to make a million dollars. That'd be cool, but that's not what I need. But at the same time, I could settle for less, but that would not, I wouldn't be able to live. Do you know what I mean? So it's important to understand what that number is that will actually sustain your life and your family's life if you're taking care of small people or other people, you know, um, and hopefully give you some type of quality of life as well. Because I think one of the things a lot of people make mistakes is with this is they write down their rent or their mortgage. Okay. So you're going to live in an empty box and not ever do anything, not ever eat food, not ever travel anywhere, not ever see family. Like, so you have to add those things in, uh, to that number as well. So step number one, figure out your living expenses plus those entertainment expenses, those lifestyle expenses, those maybe like fluffier expenses, super important to do. And if you're still in a day job and you're looking to become a full-time freelancer someday, this is something that I want you to start doing right now when you're working. I've talked about this before. Just keep a note, you know, keep a tab, keep tabs on what you're spending every month so that you know, realistically what you're going to need. And it's going to vary. And that's why pricing varies because you know, I live in Michigan. I live in a bigger city in Michigan. So I need to make more money than my mom does who lives in a smaller town. But at the same time, compared to some of you all who maybe live in, you know, New York city or Paris or Los Angeles, you guys, you probably need to make a little bit more than I do. So important to keep those things in perspective. What I like to do is I like to figure out my hourly rate and how much I would need to make to, you know, attain that number that I had in my mind. Now, I don't really price hourly. It's very rare that I do work hourly, but I think having an hourly rate in the back of your head, this isn't something that I ever really would tell a client, but it's just in the back of my head so that I can easily come up with a a good estimate if I need to, that is based on hourly rate. Um, It also helps you come up with what's called a day rate. So if somebody wants to hire me for a couple of days of work, maybe they want me to travel at a price this way recently because I was supposed to travel and then, you know, coronavirus happened. So I had to figure out, okay, I'm not going to charge them for like 24 hours that I'm going to be in this other country. So let me just do a day rate. Basically they can buy me out, you know, for a couple of days and that's really based on an hourly rate. So there's a calculator that I use that I'm going to link down below super simple. I mean, you can do this on paper as well, but really what you're going to do is you're going to take that amount that you need to make every month or every year. You're going to divide that up by the different weeks, the different hours in the week, all that good stuff. And then you're going to come up with an hourly rate. You're also going to include expenses. So how much it costs to keep your business running and all of that stuff. And then you're going to get an hourly rate. So That is one way that you can charge. You can charge hourly. And you know what? I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to be a little controversial. None of the internet gurus like it when I say this, Um, but I think it's okay to charge hourly, at least in the beginning, because it is really hard to like fully understand how long something takes you. You might be able to estimate uh, but you, you really don't know until you get into it. So this is, if this is something brand new for you, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to charge hourly. Again, I've worked like on Upwork for hourly projects and things like that. And it's okay. You can make a lot more money. And also I think be more productive for your clients when you're not working hourly. That's just my opinion, but I don't think it's the worst thing ever to work hourly. 
Another time that I use hourly pricing is for out of scope work. So I always write an out of scope rate into my contracts with my clients. So if, um, you know, let's say I have a $2,500 monthly retainer and it's strictly for video work, but maybe they need some help with social media or they, they think that they might, but they're not committed enough to it to write it into the contract. So I'll say, okay, cool. Like I can give you an hourly price if you do need any social media help this week in addition to your contract. It just seems to be a little bit easier for existing clients who maybe aren't ready to like fully commit to a package rate. Now, what I would also generally recommend doing is look into averages. If you're wondering, like, is this ridiculous? Like if you came up with a number that says like, you know, $500 an hour or something and you're just starting out and you're like, is this realistic? Look it up. There's tons of websites out there, um, Payscale, Glassdoor, even some of the like tech companies and things like that post salaries publicly. So you can do a little bit of research and not just tech companies. A lot of, a lot of companies do post public salaries. So check those things out to see if that seems to be realistic. And if it's not, you're going to need to either find a different industry that pays better or take another look at that need number. Like, do you really need to make a million dollars or would that just be nice? Cause like, yeah, it would be nice for me to make a million dollars, but I don't need that. Uh, so that's one thing that you can do now you can also do. And what I recommend is package pricing. And this just means exactly what it says. You set up deliverables and you say you're going to get those deliverables done and your hours or your business. It's really very similar to salary work. I mean, I think especially with remote work, that's kind of what salary work has become a lot. You know, when I worked in corporate, some weeks I would work like 60 hours. Other weeks, like, was I working a full straight 40 hours? No, you know, sometimes I would be able to go home early, uh, you know, log off early, whatever. So what you need to do for this is take a look at how many of those packages you need to sell in order to make your goal. Because this is what trips a lot of people up. I see this all the time. You're selling a $300 social media management package. If you even need to, let's just say, make $3,000, that's what? That's 10. I'm really bad at math. 10. You need 10 clients. That's really hard. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't typically work with 10 clients at once unless it's like, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't do my best work realistically. If you're an agency model, that's different. But if you're just one person, 10 clients is nearly impossible, right? So I actually have something that I'm going to give you all. It's a little worksheet. It comes from my coaching work workbook that I give my coaching clients. So I will link it down below if you want to grab this worksheet, but it basically just has you input all of your package pricing and then do some calculations to figure out how many packages you would need to sell at that rate to achieve your goal. And it's really interesting. I mean, it's nothing crazy. Like it's nothing um, genius or super original, this worksheet, but it just really helps me because sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, if I raise my rate by $200, that's like two fewer clients that I can take every month or, you know, whatever the calculations end up being. And 
$200 to a client probably isn't that much if it's a multi-thousand dollar contract, but to you, it can mean a lot. So I think it's really important to lay out your packages in the way that um, I have it in this worksheet. So there's a couple things you can do with your packages. You can have a standard set of package pricing. So you can have social media management is $500 per platform per client. So if you want LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, that's $1,500. You can have like a, a, a broken down calculation that way, in which case before you start taking clients, or if you're already taking clients right now, do it today, just write down a list of exactly what comes in each package, you know, make it as, as clear as you can make it so that there are no questions for you. There are no questions for them. When you hop on discovery calls, you can give people a number right away, plug and play, right? Now there's also custom packages and this is what I do personally, but it has taken a while to get here because like I said, you know, I kind of started with hourly rates on Upwork and things like that. Then I moved into packages, but then I was finding like, okay, five posts per week for this clients, maybe let's say a beauty or skincare client is really easy for me. Cause like, I know that industry inside and out, I can, uh, be the model if I need to, like if I need to apply skincare products on an Instagram story, I can do that myself. It's super easy. I can do everything in this office right here. But if I'm going to do something for an industry, uh, you know, a content company where I'm doing like SEO articles or SEO posts and stuff that I don't know quite as much about, uh, I have to do a lot more research or I have to maybe do grab content from other people or shoot content on site in an office or, you know, whatever the case may be, that's a lot more work. Like, you know, different industries, different, um, even just different clients. Like some clients are very picky and they, you end up going through multiple rounds of revisions or they have a giant company and they have to go through multiple hoops before you can even get hired or you can even, your content can even get approved. Like, so all clients are different. Right. And so because of that, all pricing is going to be a little bit different. And so that's where I'm at now. Custom packages really is going to be a little bit of a mix. I have sort of my baseline packages. Like I will not, you know, engage with a company for less than a certain amount. So whether that is a thousand dollars, $5,000, $10,000, you decide what is going to be worth it for you. What is going to, you know, be worth it for you. What's going to make sense. Start there. And then you can go up or down depending on a number of factors, how many platforms they need, how much research you're going to need, how much content you're going to need to create, etc., etc. And it also will depend on the company, right? If I'm going to be pricing a social media strategy for a fortune 500 company, a big company that I know has a lot of budget again, that I know is the standard is going to be up a notch to some extent versus a, a personal brand, like an individual or a solopreneur, probably going to charge those things a little bit differently. This is not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like, this is not a perfect strategy by any means, but generally speaking, if you can find revenue of a company, that is also really helpful because generally speaking, um, for marketing companies usually spend under 10%, usually around 8% of revenue on marketing. Now that's marketing as a whole. So that could be, um, websites, 
Google ads, Facebook, social media, you know, it could be a bunch of things. So you got to keep that in mind. So you're probably only looking at like two or 3% as social maybe, but that is at least a good place to start when it comes to estimating how much you can charge. Now, how I present these packages, whether they're custom or whether they are fixed packages is what I call anchor pricing. I actually, I don't call it that. That's not, I didn't make that up. I heard that somewhere. I don't know who to give credit to, but it's not my, my thing that I made up. Anchor pricing basically lets people know, okay, I have packages that start at $800 up to 10,000. And from there, they're going to let you know what their budget is pretty much. They're going to say, oh, okay, yeah, like, you know, I've got 3000 to spend or whatever. You can also ask them a novel concept I know, but I have it on my discovery call form and my contact form. I added this on here recently because I was getting a lot of low quality leads. People who were like, oh yeah, I only have a hundred dollars. And I just, I, I felt like I was wasting both of our times. So in order to nail that down a little bit, I started to ask before they book a call. So, and that way it helps me too, because I can be prepared. If somebody says, okay, I have a thousand dollars, I'm going to give them a recommended strategy and recommended services that are going to be totally different than the clients who say they have 10 K. And it's only fair to both of us because I don't want to recommend, oh yeah, we can do like, you know, I can give you the sun, the moon, the stars. And then they're like, oh yeah, I only have couple hundred dollars. And I'm like, Oh, we actually can't do any of that. So having it listed, I don't have it like, give me your exact number budget, but it's just ranges so that we can both be prepared for the conversation. If a client says, I don't know, that's where that anchor pricing comes in. So I'll say, okay, no worries. You don't know what your budget is. Like I said, I have packages that range from 500 to 1500, 800 to 8,000, whatever your ranges are, they'll let you know. They'll let you, they'll at least let you know what's too much. <laughs> and that's always super helpful. You can also go with kind of the trifecta. I don't know what the official name for this is, but there's kind of giving out three pricing. It's very similar to anchor pricing really, but giving um, you know, three different prices out. So you could say, okay, cool. Here's a package for, you know, $800. It would include this, this $1,200 package includes this. And then we have the gold package, which is two grand. And here's what that includes. And then they can kind of self-select and decide what's most important to them. Now, another pricing option that you have for way to price is value-based pricing. And I've kind of moved away from the hourly pricing strategy and moved more into value-based what value-based pricing is, is essentially instead of charging for your time, you're going to charge by how much value you can bring that client. So I always use this example because I think it's perfect. A website. A website is a digital home. It is the infrastructure for a business. If you're an e-commerce company, especially, you do not have a business without a website, but really any business nowadays, you don't have a business without a website. So I think that that is very valuable. I think that web designers, uh, developers, I think that they can charge a lot more than a lot of people working in digital or in marketing, to be honest, because, you know, it's, it's something, I mean, you could have the same website for years and years and years, especially if you're working with a good designer who can design something that's kind of timeless for you. So that's, you know, you're going to charge differently than maybe, um, 
even photography, I think is a similar thing. If you're going to do like a brand photo shoot for a client, that is going to be the base of their brand. I mean, I've done that. I'm not a photographer. Uh, I'm a content creator, a social media content creator, but I've created videos and, and images for clients that still use that stuff on their websites, on their Amazon listings, all that stuff, you know, that's super valuable. Whereas something like if you're hired just to do Instagram stories, don't get me wrong. I think Instagram stories are super valuable, but they literally only last 24 hours unless you save them. Of course, that's going to be something that, you know, you have to decide now if all of their sales are coming from Instagram stories, then that's super valuable too. And the only way that you're going to really understand how to do value-based pricing is research. Not the only way, but it really helps because you would know if this is a, a makeup company that they make all their money off of those swipe ups on Instagram stories or their engagement that they get on Instagram as a whole, then yes, you can value base price a little higher than the company who's like just starting. They just realize, hey, we're like um, an accounting company and we know that we need to be on Instagram, but we don't know how yet. Most of their sales are not going to be coming from Instagram when you first get started. So you kind of just need to do research, ask those questions. And those are questions that you're going to have to have on the discovery call. They're not questions that I can give you a black or white yes or no answer for because they're going to vary by the company. And you also need to know who their audience is, of course, because, you know, again, Instagram content is probably going to be a, a much higher value for a company that has a very young audience versus a senior living company, you know, a senior living home or something like that, where they're, they're even, even the kids of the people who are going to live in that senior living company probably aren't the age range of a target Instagram customer. Again, understanding what their sales are and what their revenue is and all that can really help as well. Yeah. The right questions to ask for value-based pricing. I, I mean, obviously you might not want to come out and be like, well, what's your revenue? That might be a little bit inappropriate maybe if it's not public information, but you can ask how much is this product worth? Maybe you're working with a gym and their gym memberships are like $500 a year. So if you know that if you get a way to sell those gym memberships online for them and you can sell five of them, boom, that's your rate right there, you know? So that really helps asking those questions and doing your research and understanding how much their products and, and things like that are worth. So that's value-based pricing. So in summary, it ranges. I know it's like the most hated answer. Nobody likes to hear that, but it really is true. You just got to research. You got to know what you need to earn. That is a non-negotiable. And I think that's like the big thing I want to say about pricing is what you need is what you need. That's not going to change. So I think we need to stop being so afraid of saying, yeah, I need at least $1,000 to engage with a company. I mean, I struggled with this for a long time myself and I still struggle with it sometimes because I want to help everybody. But I know that if I take, take, you know, projects for $500 or $300, it ends up losing me money because I can't work with other clients or it, it just doesn't make a ton of sense for me. And I think that doesn't mean that I don't care about those companies or I don't want to help. I can serve in other ways. And we need to talk about that at some point on this podcast is that's where like courses come in because you can help a lot of people with a much lower rate. Um, but anywho, I, I have to be real with myself. Like that's what I need. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me greedy. It doesn't make them bad people. It just means that 
my, my cost of living is too high to make, you know, helping one person for $300 worth it. And I don't have the bandwidth to help like 30 people at $300. Cause I can maybe make my, my income goals by doing that, but it's just not realistic. Right? So that's really where it starts. You need to know how much you need to make non-negotiable. Then you need to figure out how you want to charge, write out your packages very clearly. It's not just for your clients. It's also for you. So you know exactly what deliverables you're going to be handing over, uh, whether that's time, whether that's, you know, tangible deliverables, whatever the case is. And then you need to determine what pricing model you're going to go after. Is it going to be hourly? Is it going to be a fixed package? Is it going to be a custom package? Is it going to be value-based? And I'm sure there's other ways too, but those are the ways that I've kind of used and combined together to make sort of my hybrid pricing model. So I hope that's helpful. I'm going to have a freebie linked down below for you guys. So you can kind of do a little bit of worksheeting and mocking up some different packages to figure out what you need to reach your goals, which I know you're going to. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel and the podcast over on Spotify and Apple podcasts on YouTube, Latasha James, uh, all those places, thumbs up the video. If you're watching, leave a review. If you're listening, uh, you can leave a review on YouTube as well. I'll link that, um, link down below. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'm excited to be back on the podcast on the mic. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.